1: Welcome to the Freedom Nation podcast, and it's another episode of our interview series. Uh, Today, we're going to be interviewing Diane Armitage. Uh, Diane's out in California. She is um, both a marketer uh, and a leadership coach, and she's going to tell us a lot about her journey of of how she got to where she is today. Uh, Diane, welcome to the show.
2: Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here, Jeff. Love it.
1: Glad to have you on. Um, wonderful talking to you for a few minutes before the show and I'm really excited to to share your uh, background and what you've done with our audience so let's start off why don't you tell us a little bit about your story first
2: well I was the usual you know college masters corporate ladder person uh, through my 20s and then I had the serendipitous moment of meeting a gentleman by the name of Bob Proctor who was quite large in the personal development field. And um, I was his keeper at an event. And so we were walking from one event to the next. And I mentioned that I was thinking of starting my own company and he kind of talked me into doing it. And so I jumped into entrepreneurship, not knowing a thing about it and uh, had an interesting experience of it along the way. But the great thing was that he became one of my very first clients, my first two clients. And um, it was an extraordinary mentorship with him because we worked together every day, writing curriculum, talking about our lives and working through things that I was going through. And it really created an exponential amount of growth, both in my agency and in my personal life. Mm -hmm. So I definitely have him to thank for that.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, that that doesn't hurt that you had a, a really standout client like that to start with, who's also a a great mentor on top
2: of it I know it was quite a gift, quite a gift,
1: so you would say that yeah i, I what I tell people a lot of times is mentorship is an absolute must you've got to find great mentors in your life um, and and sounds like you found a wonderful one in Bob Proctor, so
2: indeed, yes, in fact, I have most of my clients who come on board with me now are many of them are coaches, okay, but it's so important to. Find a mentor for as even as a coach, you know, yep. because it's the only way that you're going to keep growing and expanding and, you know, stepping into that space.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And like I said, I mean, it, it's a must because you also, you know, I, I think being around someone like that, you can also see, well, this is where I want to be. And this is really a possibility. It's not just a pie in the sky or, or some some person that's you know trying to dupe you on the internet i mean this is actually a real person with real success that you can touch and feel
2: that is definitely the difference
1: for sure absolutely so uh you went from there so you started your own business had a, a series of clients uh, tell us a little bit about what you do um how you work with your clients <laughs>
2: Well, I started as a freelance writing agency and it quickly grew from there because as the clients came on board, then they needed graphic designers and then they needed, Mm -hmm. you know, this, and then they needed that. And then when the 1998, 1999s hit, then they needed websites, even though they didn't really know what they were. And so it was sort of this growing process for me going from being a single person in an, you know, in my kitchen to running a, large marketing agency that worked globally all over the world mm-hmm. and it's really been I've never had people in house in my in my office we've always been at a distance from each other and like for instance my senior developer who's the big guy who does all of the big app work and always oversees my website teams and my SEO teams I've never met him in person and he's worked oh, with man. me for 11 years sure. <laughs> So it's just extraordinary how you can find amazing talent anywhere in the world. And I really keep my amazing talent here in the U.S. because I like them to be close to me in time frames and time zones. And I like to support them in that endeavor. But uh, it really has been an incredible uh, journey because we've helped clients create their new brands, rebrand and really helped them step into um, a more empowered position where they actually have exponential growth in their companies instead of just this incremental, well, I think we can grow by 10%. I think we can do this. I think we can do that, you know, and then always ended up kind of making the same amount of money that they did the year before. So our goal was not just as marketing, but as strategic marketing to really take them exponentially forward. That was a real fun thing to do. And it still is.
1: Yeah. I mean, you get to enjoy it. Well, and the beauty for you is your team has all been virtual. So really, you, you didn't have a, any issues when it came to COVID as far as, oh, my God, we've all got to figure out how to work together and all this. You were already doing
2: it. Yeah, that is that is the case. And it was really extraordinary how quickly we were able to help clients who needed to make the shift. Okay. So many people were moving to the Internet space and didn't know how to do it. And we'd been doing it for years. Because we worked primarily in the personal development field with all of these online programs and everything. So it really was a gift. It was, I mean, there's always an opportunity in the worst situation. Sure. And COVID was a great opportunity for us, as well as for many of our clients who were willing to just step into the unknown and trust that they were actually creating a much larger business across the internet and throughout the world.
1: Yeah. Well, and that's, you know, I think that's the amazing part today is you can really grow yourself. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's been amazing for me to see a lot of the, the folks that I knew or that I know that are coaches and, you know, uh, leadership people and things like that. Uh, amazing how, you know, some some just never adapted and, you know, they, they kind of died off, but a lot of them have, it kind of forced them to get, yeah, all right, we got to rethink our game. And if you're going to be successful, you're going to have to be on the internet. And, you know, I think they've expanded their businesses as a result of that.
2: Right. Indeed.
1: Yeah. it's great to see. So what, uh, what do you think is the biggest challenge? Let's say you are that person that, you know, Hey, I've got a great brand. I've been out there, but I just haven't gotten my internet game down and, and mm-hmm. I, I don't believe in it or I, I haven't believed it in the past. What, what was the biggest hurdle for most of them?
2: Uh, for most of the people, I think it's two. One, they think that they have to figure it out themselves or Mm -hmm. learn aspects of it themselves, which is just crazy. I mean, you're a financial advisor. I would never in my life ever want to step into that role. I'm going to trust somebody who has spent years devoted to the occupation, Mm -hmm. right? And with proven, you know, proven endorsements from people around them. So a lot of people spend a lot of time worrying over and trying how to cut corners and do this and do that and make this happen instead of actually hiring a team that's been doing it since 1998, (laughs) you know, and can get it done very quickly for them. So that's one thing. And the other thing too is have, Not having a belief that they can actually succeed at whatever it is they're thinking of taking on the internet. Mm. You know, they're afraid, they think it may be too much of a risk, they think, oh my gosh, our our existing audience may not be keen to this, you know, Mm. and so it's a lot of um, counseling you know, to really help them get to that point where they're saying, okay, you know, we can, and and I'm never going to counsel a client if I really think that their concept isn't going to work on the internet, Mm -hmm. but it's just so important to help them through that, what I call the terror barrier, where they're like, okay, we're going to do it, (laughs) you know, and then keeping them, you know, guiding them along the way, which is Mm -hmm. so important to us, really providing that service to them so that they know they're they're in the right hands and they made the right decision.
1: See, the breathe in, breathe out moment.
2: The breathe in, breathe out, indeed. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, a lot of people get stuck in what, you know, I call the knowing doing gap. Yep. They know that they can be doing better in their business by doing this, this and this, but jumping the chasm to the doing is the hard part. Yep. And it isn't even about the money. It's about the emotion and the and the belief and the faith in it, you know? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, you know, and you I think, said it better than anybody. Okay, we've been doing this since 1998. So you know, which businesses are, you know, or which structures for businesses are just not going to work. Because mm-hmm. uh, you've seen it there. Yeah, seen it, been there, done it. Um, you're, you know, no matter what they pay for you, you're they're going to spend a lot less money than if they tried to fly this, and it was something that just isn't going to work. And sometimes you just have to be honest with them.
2: Yeah, that's absolutely true. And we do have those honesty talks for sure. Yeah. yeah, indeed. So
1: tell me a little bit about, yeah, you've kind of adjusted your world now over to the leadership side of things a little bit. Um, what what prompted that? And then what uh, what really jazzes you about doing it?
2: Well, first of all, working with Bob Proctor and all of the large personal development leaders in the world, I was their writer. I was writing their curriculum with them and for them. and Um, I I kind of finally realized, I mean, Bob had kind of been pushing me along and saying, you know, you really need to start coaching this yourself. You really need to step into this space. And I had my own terror barrier about it because I was always Oz behind the curtain, you -hmm. know, who got everything done and wrote all the stuff and did everything, but I had never been that public person in front. So when COVID hit, I finally made the commitment that I would start doing that. And Mm -hmm. so, um, and I started by you know, teaching classes for other people and getting myself used to doing that kind of thing and working my way into that uh, space. So it was really important to do that for two reasons. First of all, I'd been working with business entrepreneurs for years who had that trouble of getting across, you know, and yeah. realizing that it wasn't about the physical foundation of the business that was at risk. It was what they were feeling inside about taking the leap. And when you do take the leap, you always find the way to fly. And it's really never as bad as you picture it's going to be. (laughs) So, so I feel like it's really important coming from that experience of helping so many businesses and also writing the curriculum and knowing that it works because it worked for my life in a huge way. And it's worked for hundreds of my clients in a huge way, knowing that what I've written and what I teach actually does create exponential change. And it's so rewarding. It's yes. so rewarding because then people don't need you anymore. They figured it out and they're moving forward. And it's not like this short-term little leap that they take and then they fall back. They're really learning the fundamentals to really take on anything that they want to create in their lives and make it happen, no matter how old they are. Mm-hmm. You know, and a lot of people right now having gone through COVID, they're in their fifties and their sixties, and they're like, "Oh my God, my job dried up, my career dried up, I, my pension wasn't big enough. I've always wanted to do this, but I've never really done this. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? What? I mean, there's not enough time. There's always enough time when you're on purpose for what you really want to create."
1: Sure. Well, and I think you know, the, I, I I anticipate a recession down the road, so there's going to be a lot of people displaced, and it may be that one opportunity in life that. Instead of going out there and hunting for that next job, you know, all right, maybe it's the opportunity to, to start a business or start doing something you always wanted, or even better, you know, while you're still employed at this point, it's time to, you know, like I talk about Freedom Day, it's time to start that little side wiggle and and start to come up with something that makes you happy. And it might just replace, you know, what you need from an income standpoint and give you the freedom to Absolutely.
2: Be you
1: Absolutely. Know, I, I, think, I, think I like
2: the way you call it a side wiggle. I think that's yeah, awesome.
1: <laughs> a little side wiggle, you know, you just get that going, and and the next thing, you know, next thing it takes its own its own world. And you know, I I've worked with people that have done it that way, and I've done it. You know, I, I did it the stupid way, which was to quit my job and then start a business, uh, which was not the brightest way to do this. And you know, I try and make it a little less painful for people. You can't completely make it painful or painless. Right.
2: Yes, I agree. I agree. I never counsel anyone on quitting their job and just starting on something brand new, you know,
1: and, and, you know, I mean, especially if they're, if they're doing anything in the, in the personal development space, it's just going to take time. Mm -hmm. Uh, You've got to build a brand up and, you know, you got to keep working at it a little bit. My, my friend, Jim Cathcart puts it the, the, you know, he he basically, he was a a clerk working in the, you know, in the housing authority and, in uh, in Arkansas and ended up, you know, ended up one of the best speakers in the world, but it didn't start right away. I mean, he spent a lot of time doing stuff for free for several
2: years. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Yeah. There is uh there is a time element, there is a work element and a time element that you need to commit to it for sure. Yeah. So what's,
1: uh, what's new in your world? Is there anything that you're working on right now that uh, you want to share with the audience?
2: So much new. <laughs> just, it's always so much fun. (laughs) Um, Well, you know, I just started, I'm just starting another round of what I call my legendary coaching program, which is for primarily for business entrepreneurs and C-suite executives. Mm -hmm. It really is about the people who are um, creating, they may have a single company with just them, solopreneurs, and they may actually have a large company, but they're tired of just doing the incremental increases and they're ready to really step into that. And that is a leadership role. That's an empowered leadership role. And so what I've done is I've combined a lot of uh, mindset, very important mindset, understanding, uh, understanding where your paradigms and your pattern thinking is. And how to work with that as well as with your team and then also the business strategy side you know thinking out of the box creating things that you see from other industries that you can put into your company and and basic things that they don't teach you in business school that are actually huge gains for you in your business every day so um, that program i'm just starting it up again for the next five months and the enrollment is hearty it's good And we've got reading groups and we have millionaire interviews and I have hot seat coaching and I have a masterminding class. And then I do live teaching every week. So it's quite an intensive, immersive, Mm -hmm. uh, but it's a lot of fun. And um, the community is huge. I mean, not huge in numbers, but just huge minded entrepreneurs live everywhere in the world and are all coming together. And it's really creating a great support network, too. I just I love it.
1: That's awesome. Now, how did, you, uh, how did you kind of get out or get that word out there on a program like this? This is always a question I like to ask of people that have been able to get kind of a world following.
2: Well, I'm a marketing person. <laughs> so, so, you know, I always believe in leapfrogging your way into uh, a joint venture with people who already have the audience, your target audience in play. And so I I always am doing onesie twosie, you know, collecting people through email. I currently have a a free training up at timeforlegendary.com slash VIP. And uh, and so that free training can lead to a 30 minute strategy session with me for free, which is actually a pretty significant strategy session. So I have all of that going on. But when I get together with other affiliates who have who have groups and pods, that's the easiest way to jump in and get to know that community. And, you know, either it's a it's a lovely endorsement back and forth, a shared endorsement that you share with this joint venture, or you actually pay the joint venture for the people who are coming your way and getting involved in the program. And that's always been something that I've touted as one of the most effective ways to exponentialize your incoming funnel of leads.
0: Mm-hmm. So
2: that's really what I do. Um, I jump into a lot of of trainings and coaching and 30 minute this and that to uh kind of get people to get to know me in these various mm-hmm. podcasts and classes. And and it's working. That's I love cool. it. I you know and LinkedIn has been great too. It's mm-hmm. you know, I'm we have a huge social media team that works in every aspect of social media. Not a lot in TikTok right now, but <laughs> but We're experimenting everything
1: experimenting with it. I, I still don't quite get it, but
2: yeah. <laughs> I know, but, uh, some people are having great success with it, but LinkedIn has been great for our world. Yeah. You know, it's a great way to create community and create people who are your target audience mm-hmm. and really honing in on that. We oh. also do YouTube ads and, yeah. um, and we stay very focused with those YouTube ads with a very focused keyword audience type search. Mm-hmm. And those have been very successful as well.
1: Well, and, uh, like I said, I mean, that's, you know, it, it, I, I totally agree with you. I mean, LinkedIn for me has been one of my best tools, you know, because it's it's where all my audiences, because I work mostly with small business owners. So that's where they play and work and it's easy to identify them, you know, where you can't necessarily identify them on other other platforms as easily. I mean, there you can just build a, a bunch of connections and, uh, you know, between the connections I have and, and advertising on LinkedIn, I mean, it keeps us busy nonstop.
2: No, that is awesome. I'm glad to hear that.
1: Key things Uh, We've been playing around a lot with uh, Instagram and Mm -hmm. and really that Instagram, that was one of the things we did with this podcast is I said, you know what? We're going to focus on one and one only platform. That's it. We're not going to be like every other thing I've ever done. We're on all the platforms and I think you get a little unfocused Mm -hmm. frankly and I, I found myself being unfocused and not really watching it and As a test, we just focused on Instagram and Instagram only. And it's, I mean, it's been amazing. We've grown an audience and continue to grow an audience every every week uh, through just Instagram alone.
2: I really love hearing that because, you know, so many business entrepreneurs and people who own their businesses think that Instagram is kind of a waste of time and it's not where they want to be. And, you know, you really can choose Your target audience on Instagram and collect more of those people. And it really is the way that they share the information with all of their audiences. Mm -hmm. It really is much more effective than most people think.
1: Oh, I think it's, yeah, I I think what people don't get is it's not as easy to throw up a link and then people can click that link. You've got to Mm -hmm. work it a little bit more. Um, You've got to be a good visual and auditory storyteller, right? Or or written storyteller Uh, is, is really. What I found was the important part. So it requires you to think. um, And I put it as it's the thinking man's, um, you know, social media, because it does really require you to think and be very focused on, Okay, what am I putting out there as a caption for that picture that I'm putting Mm. out there? Um, And then once you can do that, it just seems like it flows super easy and you make sure you get your hashtag game down and you know, it just keeps growing. I mean, we were able to grow a 20,000 person audience in about four months.
2: Oh, that's really great.
1: Yeah. that The the first 10,000 is always the toughest and then it starts to really go from there.
2: Right. I will. uh, Yes. Um, My Instagram, I started it about two years ago and I'm at about 42, 45,000 people. But it was, it was a slow grow to that point. And then it just kind of got faster and faster. And the right. same for my Best of the Guna Beach. I mean, that suddenly grew very quickly once it was past that tipping point, you know? Yeah.
1: Well, and like I said, it, it seems like once you get above the 10, all of a sudden you become real in the eyes of of Instagram and, oh, okay, well, we'll start putting you out there in front of more people mm-hmm. and, and, yeah. and yeah, getting and- you over the ball, Yeah.
2: And, you know, I think too, a lot of people get intimidated when they look at Instagram because they think they've got to have all the pretty placards and the cards and the graphics and everything. But honestly, I get more likes and comments when it's just me doing a video or it's just me posting something up. People are into authenticity right now. They're not into, oh, you know, I mean, they'll, those people will follow those people. That's great. But don't let it stop you from getting into Instagram because you don't know how to do all the graphic stuff to make it all pretty. You know? Well,
1: and I think you know you've got to. If you see the best Instagram people, they're they are a major part of their their feed. If you mm-hmm. if you look at their if you look at their grid, they are always a major part. And that was something I was doing wrong. I know at the beginning is I was I tended did not want to be on camera, so I was just putting things out that were important to me and the placards, and you don't get as much response. But if mm-hmm. I I found that if I mix a little bit of of me in there doing goofy things or, you know, having a a theme. I think the the important part for me was uh, learning how to put together a series of themes that Mm -hmm. you run through each week. And then that kind of breaks up what you're doing on your grid so that people will get interested in it. And and it just, it, each one kind of catches a different eye quite often.
2: Well done, you well done.
1: No, I I, gave, I I credit 100% to Jenna Kuchar, uh, who is the queen of Instagram. I just all I did was take Jenna's course, and I I'm not smart enough to do it. I just did what she told me to do. But
2: that is awesome. But it's yeah, I have a lot of respect for her as well.
1: Yes, she's a machine. Yeah, she's a machine. So and and has more guts than I'll ever have to put myself out on um, <laughs> on there all the time. But uh, but yeah, just the queen of Instagram. So I love her.
2: That's well, awesome.
1: Are we ready for the fast five questions? Sure. All right, here we go. So first one, you wake up, your business is totally gone. You have 500 bucks in your pocket, a laptop computer, place to live and eat. What are you going to do first?
2: Well, uh, my next big best of is going to be Wine Country, Oregon. So that, was, that would be what I would do all day long. I'd, I'd start <laughs> my best of Laguna Beach model and do it in Wine Country, Oregon, which is... I just bought an investment home there, so you never know. That could be happening pretty quickly.
1: Well, you better get up there pretty quick before they rip out all the, the vineyards and put in uh, cannabis plants, so... Oh, yeah, well,
2: <laughs> I don't know. I think all of Napa is moving up there, so I think they've got some good footprint up there.
1: Yeah, they have... Yeah, all the serious people from Napa are moving up there, not the way... Yeah, all the people that uh, were in the tech industry that... <laughs> <laughs> took took, uh, yeah, hey, how do you make a million dollars in the wine industry? Well, put in five and, and you'll probably. <laughs> <out>. That's right.
2: <laughs> I'm sure you had a lot of conversations with those kinds of people.
1: <laughs> I have. Well, I, I, my wife and I have spent a ton of time up in Napa. And I mean, I saw it just over the years go from a lot of local farmers and people that just absolutely love the grapes. And it was in their blood to a bunch of, you know, pretty much over, over. Whatever you want to call it, too much money and too much money chasing too little space and and uh-huh. not really focusing on the wine. So right, uh, yeah. I've seen it become so commercialized there. So I I pretty much like Sonoma. Uh, they're yeah, they're still nice. they used to be. And and you know Oregon, I think the Willamette Valley area and stuff like that. It's absolutely gorgeous. So
2: yeah, I think that there's still you know a lot of those indie farmers up there yeah. who would love the wine. Yeah. You know?
1: It's that's, really yeah, that's the thing. The ones where it's not the huge, massive tasting room. It's the you know the cobweb, <laughs> you know, cobweb little cave type of a building that that they're tasting wine in, and they've only got three or four varietals. That's those are my kind of guys. I love
2: it. Really yep. Yeah.
1: Okay. What's the biggest business mistake that you've ever made?
2: Well, I'm not sure that it would be sp- specific beyond the fact that I waited too long to make the decision. Okay. And when you just don't make a decision, you're making a decision. Yeah. You know, you've really got to stop analyzing and stuttering around about it and just do it.
1: Well, I mean, so many of us get that imposter syndrome that, well, why should I go out there? I mean, you you said it yourself, you know. I was around all these amazing people and I'm uh, you know, who am I to, to do it at that point? Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, I know. But you know, every single one of us is born with an incredible purpose and we have a specialty to us that is wrapped in our DNA that nobody else in the world has. So it's time that you just get out there and do your thing because nobody else can duplicate you.
1: You get out there and do it. Yeah. I mean, that's, I, I always say perfection is is not attainable and, you know, <laughs> action takes over perfection every time.
2: That is right. I love that.
1: <laughs> All right. What is a good book that you might recommend for our
2: audience? Oh, I just have so many books. <laughs> I even have a book reading group. Um, you know, I love Bob Proctor's You Were Born Rich. It really is a fabulous book. But then I would have to say, too, The Power of Your Subconscious Mind by Joseph Murphy is phenomenal.
1: Nice. Get a, a double whammy here. hmm And then what is a tool that you use in your business every day? I always give the example of Evernote in my life mm-hmm. uh, that you might recommend.
2: Well, I would recommend my senior developer because he's the best <laughs> tool I've ever had in my world. <laughs> But beyond that, you know, you didn't have him, <laughs> you know, I think Zoom is probably my best tool. Okay. It has, it has definitely, it opens the door to a global opportunity for anybody.
1: Awesome. Okay. Very cool. What's the best way if somebody wants to get in contact with you, the best way to get a hold of you?
2: Um, they can email me.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, they can text me. I don't care. Yeah. Uh, they can text me. My number is 949 637 1995. Or they can email me at Diane at dianearmitage.com
1: Excellent. And then we'll also put that time for legendary.com slash what was the the the
2: Well, I made one special for you. So it's timeforlegendary.com slash VIP.
1: Awesome. Yeah, that's a fun training. I like that. Awesome. So we will uh, we will send everybody to that. Diane, thank you so much for your time today. Uh, you were a pleasure to get to know, and I'm really looking forward to continuing the conversations down the road.
2: I love it. This has been a real pleasure, Jeff. Very much appreciate it.
1: Thank you, my friend. Have a great day. And folks, as always, first off, if you are interested, make sure that you contact Diane and get to know her. She is an amazing lady and does so many cool things. Um, Always, we publish these shows Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Make sure that you stay in contact. And right now below her, excuse me, uh, is the, uh, the subscription button. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. Thanks a lot. And we'll see you guys here next week.
2: Thank you so much, Jeff.
0: Thank you for listening to the Freedom Nation podcast.